the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, February the 15th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. Today on February 15th, um, I can't, can't quite make out the year. Gary Randall was born in Yakima, Washington. Today on February 15th, 1879, President Rutherford B. Hayes signed a bill allowing female attorneys to argue cases before the Supreme Court. Today in 1764, the site of present-day uh, St. Louis was established. Today in 1933, President-elect Franklin D. Roosevelt escaped an assassination attempt in Miami. It mortally wounded Chicago Mayor Anton Cermak. Today in 1950, Walt Disney's animated film Cinderella premiered in Boston. My How Walt Disney's Company Has Fallen Into the Pit Since Cinderella. Today in 1965, singer Nat King Cole died in Santa Monica, California. Nat King Cole was 45 years old when he died. Today in 1989, the Soviet Union announced that the last of its troops had left Afghanistan after more than nine years of military intervention. Ten years ago today, without with a blinding flash and a booming shockwave that went across the country pretty much, a meteor blazed across Russia's western Siberian sky and exploded. It injured more than a thousand people and blasted windows out of buildings all across the countryside. Ten years ago today, pressing his case in Chicago, the town that launched his political career, President Barack Obama called for the government to take an active and wide-ranging role in ensuring every American had a ladder of opportunity, a ladder of opportunity into the middle class. Even as he spoke those words, his Democratic Party, the progressives, were creating a new kind of truth. They would not seek a ladder of opportunity because that involves merit. They would seek a nation of equity where you don't have to climb the ladder. The government will see to it that all of the outcomes will be the same. The difference between equity and equality is massive. It seems like just words, but it has shifted our nation on a course that our founding fathers never, ever intended. It violates not only their ideas of a great America, our Constitution, our Declaration of Independence, but today we are in a world that seeks, in our country, that seeks to create equity for all, not equality for all. Equality has to do with opportunity. Equity has to do with outcome. We'll be talking a little bit about that today in regards to some of the things that are happening in our country today. 
But in the news, the U.S. intercepted four Russian warplanes near Alaska. Yeah. North American Aerospace Defense Command, uh, uh, they're, they're assessing that this Russian flight activity is in no way related to recent airborne objects over North America. A chorus of people across the country, even some journalists, are saying, are you sure? People are not quite as feeling quite as secure with this progressive presidency as they were just some months ago. I never was, and I think most of you probably weren't all that feeling all that secure with this presidency either. And if you have doubts, just listen to one of the speeches. It's sad. China is threatening the U.S. this morning over the downed spy balloon. Isn't that interesting how they send a spy balloon over our country, we shoot it down in our own defense, and now we're the bad guys. China's foreign ministry spokesman gave no details, but did not identify the targets of the measures that maintains that the U.S. way overreacted in bringing down its unmanned weather airship. Well, we've brought down several more over the weekend. In fact, a number of them. They're not saying it's from China. I guess we don't know yet. I don't know if they know. They should know. They should have known. But perhaps they don't. But we'll probably be hearing more about that as we go along. Authorities, Arizona authorities, closed a portion of a freeway used in a shelter and issued a shelter-in-place order in the surrounding areas after a commercial truck tanker rolled over on the freeway and spilled nitric acid yesterday. The Arizona Department of Public Safety closed Interstate 10 in Tucson between Rita and Cola roads in both directions, urged motorists to avoid the area. The county officials confirmed the trucker spilled nitric acid when it rolled over on the roadway. There are more and more accidents happening. I'm not blaming anyone in particular, although I'm going to talk about some people in particular, but there are more and more accidents happening of that nature around the country. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is quote-unquote concerned by the impacts of the trail derailment near East Palestine, Ohio. He said in a statement late Monday, days after thousands and thousands of residents were forced to evacuate their homes due to the release of very, very toxic chemicals. I want to talk to you a little bit about that today, but there's so much in our world today that would cause unrest, sleepless nights, fear, concern, sometimes panic. The Bible speaks to all of these things. God's word is a lamp to our feet, a light to our way, but also a comfort in the times of trouble. I was reading in Psalm this mor- Psalms this morning, Psalm 4.8. It says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, For thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. That reminded me of a verse over in Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 24. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. I don't know if any of you are losing sleep over some of the things that are happening in this world, but I, I would think perhaps some of you are. A lot of people are. They say the anxiety levels are higher than they have been in 50 years in a, um, in a 
a poll that I, some, someone uh, took the other day. I can't remember. I, I read a lot of information as we prepare for this program. And I saw that and I noted it and I thought, yeah, I, I believe that. I, the anxiety is high in America today. There are so many things that aren't right. And one of those things is the fact that we don't have proper leadership. And I'm not talking about political uh you know, we should have a Republican, not a Democrat. I mean, that may be the case, but that's not my point. My point is the the, the character, the quality of leadership, the, the ability to lead. At least Barack Obama kind of communicated where he was going, dis, disagreed with him 99.9% of the time. But with this administration, we don't even know what they're doing, what they're saying. We hear one thing and then we learn something very different. Nothing is ever as it seems. Nothing is even has any shades of, of truth or even sanity sometimes. Pete Buttigieg is an outstanding example of that. He said, I continue to be concerned about the impacts of the February 3 train derailment. February 3, this is the 15th. And he was saying these words this week. He said, I can continue to be concerned about the impacts of February 3rd train derailment near East Palestine, Ohio, and the effects on families in the 10 days since their lives were upended through no fault of their own. His ability, said that Monday night, his ability to function as transportation secretary is becoming a concern to many, not just people like myself, but to Democrats. They're starting to say, boy, President Biden, did you put the right guy in that job? He he isn't functioning. Just simply put, he can't do the job. He's not even close to being able to do it. His own people are pointing that out to Biden. His inability to function is becoming an issue, and they're talking about it. Well, our hearts and our prayers, and I, I, I say this in all humility and in truth, our hearts and our prayers go out to those impacted by this great train wreck in East Palestine, Ohio. But there's even a greater train wreck that's happening in America while millions of progressives tell each other and tell us that everything is just fine. The current leadership has forsaken our founding principles. The emperor has no clothes. Buttigieg is telling the nation it's important that families have access to useful and accurate information. I'm quoting him. Before contending that there was a swift response to the incident initially to the train wreck. There wasn't a quick response. There was no response for quite some time. He clearly was not on top of it. Buttigieg's Monday statement comes well, well over a week after the initial derailment, which forced residents to evacuate as the derailed train was carrying toxic chemicals. Nearly a week after the initial derailment, officials gave residents the okay to return home. A list of cars involved in that derailment, I'm sure you've seen the pictures, are horrifying. I mean, it looks like another world. There's train cars, these massive Train cars scattered all over the place and fire and billowing smoke. And one big smoke plume looks exactly like those, you know, atomic bomb blasts where they go up and they mushroom. And I mean, it's horrible. But the list of cars and the derailment from the uh, the railroad company that owns it, it's Norfolk Southern. 
it reveals several more toxic chemicals than first made apparent following the, the crash. ABC is reporting that. ABC's headline was, quote, there were more toxic chemicals on a train that derailed in Ohio than originally reported. And then they go into a very, I mean, they did a pretty good job really reporting on this. They, they, it didn't appear, it didn't seem to be biased. And they got to the facts of the matter, and it, it's a very ugly matter. I'm not saying Poop, Pete Buttigieg made that train go off the rails, but I am saying his response, if you were depending solely, if there was were no God, and you were depending solely on man and man alone, horses and chariots, as the Old Testament says, you would be panicked, because these people are highly not qualified. Among the substances were this ethylene glycol and a number of other um, ones. I can't even pronounce some of them, but um, one of them was a carcinogen. Uh, I think it's ethyl acrylate or something like that. But anyway, it's a carcinogen. It can cause burning and irritation of the skin and eyes and inhalation of this can irritate the nose and throat, causing, causing shortness of breath and coughing. And the CDC weighed in on it and said, yeah, and it's also cancer-causing. So I'm not, again, I'm not suggesting that this train wreck was specifically Pete Buttigieg's fault. He wasn't driving the train. He wasn't the engineer. But clearly, there's much more to be learned about this disaster. Breitbart News reported this about the train wreck. They said, this disaster serves as the latest incident under Buttigieg's watch prompting critics to point out that the Biden official uh, continues to uh, to offer delayed or lackluster reactions, offering vague promises to investigate for issue after issue. The airline fiasco last year, for example, even prompted Democrats to sour on Buttigieg. As I said, there's a greater train wreck. Buttigieg is not qualified for his job. He was the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. He's done some adjunct teaching at Notre Dame University recently. Merit and ability had no part of his being appointed transportation secretary. He's a married homosexual, quote-unquote unmarried. He isn't married because marriage is only between a man and a woman, and God created and ordained marriage. He, they, we can call it marriage, but it's not marriage. We can call a train an airplane, but it's not an airplane. Anyway, that is the qualifier. He and his husband, quote-unquote, now have adopted children. In, in Joe Biden's world, that's the qualifier. That's even beyond the pale of where Barack Obama was coming from. These people are rushing in this great train wreck that we see in front of us, are rushing toward the cliff. They're going to take America over the cliff. These are the same kinds of things that were happening in Rome. There wasn't a day where Rome fell. We hear a lot about it. I've read volumes of history in my lifetime, and I've studied it. The rise and fall of the Roman Empire and so on. But there wasn't a day when, wow, the battle, there was, we surrender and, and somebody else took over and, and that kind of thing. It wasn't like that. It fell layer by layer, piece by piece, day by day, year by year, in decline. But in the last days of the Roman Empire, as it was collapsing, it was actually imploding from within. There were 
places where they lost battles. They were spread out in war, wars they should never have been fighting. When you lay what happened historically in the Roman Empire, if you overlay that on our short history in America, there are too many similarities. It's concerning, to say the least. But the last, one of the last dominant, dominant conversations in the culture, in the Roman Senate and elsewhere, was this whole thing about homosexuality. It was becoming normalized. It was becoming celebrated. It was becoming a part of your right. to, And it was promoted and celebrated. And I see some of these same kinds of things happening in America today, and it's very concerning. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a train wreck in Ohio that Pete Buttigieg could have stopped. He couldn't have. But his response reflects such an inability to do his job. But he's in his job simply because of his sexual behavior. And you can't maintain or sustain a culture and a country by using that as a criteria, as your ladder to middle class or whatever. Merit and ability had no part in his being appointed transportation secretary. President Biden has publicly said that he's going to lift people to high-level jobs based on their sexual behavior and the color of their skin. That's exactly what Martin Luther King Jr. was talking about. Judging people by the color of their skin. No, no. President Biden's trying to help them. No, he isn't. He's trying to use them. And a lot of clear-thinking blacks know that. The gays celebrated. He promised he would appoint the first black woman, President Biden, the first black woman to the Supreme Court if elected. What was unsaid is that the only leftist progressive black woman be considered. There was no room for highly qualified people who did not fit that matrix or prioritizing race and sexual behavior in leading our nation. There was no consideration of that. Do you think he gave any consideration to Condoleezza Rice, for example, and just a ton of others, black women, who are not progressive? They're conservative. They're sane in their beliefs. They weren't even considered, of course. We're living in a world where there's racism and reverse racism. And the people that claim to be fighting for the rights of minorities are actually the greatest racists of all, in my opinion. Ward Connerly is one of the most prominent leaders of the drive to eliminate affirmative action policies in the United States. Yes, he's black. A Republican businessman of mixed race heritage, Connerly gave little attention to the issue of racial preferences until 1993. He was appointed to the Board of Regents of California's public university system. Connerly was approached by the parents of a young white man who was rejected by one of the state's medical schools. Connerly investigated, decided that California's practice of affirmative action in education amounted to reverse racism. Since then, he has dedicated his life's work to restoring America's identity. He is a prolific speaker, entertaining speaker. 
he's sought after. He speaks a lot. It has, at least. I think he's still publicly making public appearances. The title of the speech that he gave at Harvard University is one that he gives in a lot of places, the same speech. It's titled, America, a Nation of Equals. I wrote an article about this today, and I included his whole speech in there. If you have time or have an interest, you should read that, what he says. And there's some other things that are sourced in the article that I wrote today on our website. It's Faith and Freedom, Faith, A-N-D, Freedom, all one word, dot U-S. And you, you'll, if you go on our website today, that's the first thing you'll see. You can check out the article that I wrote. It's some of the comments that I'm, I'm sharing with you now. But this was a founding principle of America. It's a biblical principle. It's God's principles about equality, a nation of equals. Now equality has been replaced by equity, and that sheds the role of humanity, and it assumes the role of God. That's why these people use repeatedly, they use the word equity all the time. And if you're not paying attention, you, you somehow your mind says, well, they mean equality. I mean, it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. They're worlds apart. Equality means equal opportunity. The gospel of Jesus Christ is equality. All have sinned, but all have the opportunity to come to Jesus Christ and believe that he is whom he said he was, that he is, was born to a virgin, that he, he is God in the flesh, that he came here and he died for our sins and he raised from the dead. If we believe that with our hearts and confess it with our mouth, it doesn't matter who we are, rich or poor, black or white, whatever, gay or straight. God will forgive us of our sins and deliver us from those sins. And that's where the parting is. We have equal opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as Savior. At the foot of the cross is the profile of equality. Everybody has that opportunity. Whosoever will may come, the Bible says. And that, that quality, that principle is what our founders carried into the founding of this nation. That everyone should have an equal opportunity. But now we have aborted that. We have bastardized it, that whole principle, to the point where now it's equal outcome. And they call it equity. And they exchange the word equality for the, with the word equity. And people just go, oh, well, yeah, great. Oh, yeah, well, we, we want equal treatment. We want equality and so on. They're not talking about equality. They're talking about equity. They want to manage your life to the point where they will guarantee you that you'll have a certain outcome. Only God can do that. They not only want to be emperor. I'm talking about the progressives, the left. They not only want to be emperor. They want to be God. To my knowledge, Connery doesn't claim to be a Christian, but he's a deeply committed conservative. William Buckley, remember William F. Buckley? He called him the high priest of equal treatment and the targeted enemy of the preference brigade. <laughs> that's, that's true. 
Connolly has been accused as a black businessman of benefiting from the very minority contacting contracting policies that he attacks. Time even Time magazine journalist Eric Poley reports that these charges don't hold up under scrutiny. The New York Times have even even wrote, written an article that defends this guy, this Barry Barack, uh, for the New York Times described Connolly as an activist driven by principle an extravagantly patriotic man who says he silently recites the Pledge of Allegiance and parts of Declaration of Independence every day. If Joe Biden wants more black people in office, and he says he does, why doesn't he choose someone like that? We know the answer to that question. Government professor Harvey Mansfield described Connerly when he was introducing him to the Harvard student body. He was giving a speech. He described Connerly as belonging. This was Professor Harvey Mansfield, government professor at Harvard. He described Connerly as belonging in the company of the greatest black thinkers and noted that such thinkers, including Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, often disagreed. When Connerly took the podium, he politely reproached Mansfield for suggesting that his skin color should be a factor in a public policy debate. He should he said it should not be relevant. He made the point these people can't even introduce a black man without labeling him. That's where we are today. The people who claim to be carrying the banner against racism are the greatest racists of all. About transgenderism and dysphoria, President Biden has completely committed himself to that movement. If Trans America were a highway, it would be a highway to hell and personal destruction. Trans America has become one of President Biden's highest priorities. Yesterday, the Washington Stand published an in-depth, that's Family Research Center, published an in-depth, highly sourced article about the corruption and deception in the so-called transgender medical business. I've been doing some research on that myself. I found their article very interesting. Jamie Reed is a far-left LGBTQ activist and now a whistleblower. Tells Stand, the Stand, that given the secrecy and lack of rigorous stands that characterize youth gender transition against America, said, I believe that to ensure the safety of American children, we need a moratorium on hormonal and surgical treatment of young people with gender dysphoria. I won't take the time to summarize the article, but again, it's in an article that I wrote today. President Biden has appointed Dr. Rachel Levine, a transgender doctor, to the Office of Assistant Secretary of Health and Human Services. Senator Rand Paul tried to ask him, who claims to be she, ask him in a in the hearing about what he would be promoting in this very powerful high office in our government. And every time he refused to answer. Finally, Patty Murray, who chaired that particular hearing, finally interrupted and shot down Rand Paul and criticized him publicly on the record. She said, it's really critical to me that our nominees be treated with respect and that our questions focus on their qualifications rather than ideological and harmful misrepresentations like those we heard from Senator Paul earlier. And I will focus on that as chair of the committee and shut him down. He wouldn't, she wouldn't let Paul ask any more questions. That pretty much characterizes the culture in which we live. 
But that can change. Do not grow weary in well-doing. Stand strong, but do all you can for the cause of Christ and the cause of freedom. Hey, thanks for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.